Why choose this green church? I came to TGT because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGT make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what CGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, you want things good, and that's what we're That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an impact to Thank you, Lord, for love. Thank you, Lord, for your kindness. Thank you because we are citizens of heaven. We are people of your kingdom. Thank you because we are saved and we are preserved. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you for good health, for you know, for healings, for your leading. Because you speak to us, you speak through us, you direct us. You know, you, you speak through us to, to give direction to those that need direction. Because in your love, you reach out to us and through us to others in the, in the times of need. Simply, we are grateful. We are grateful. Because we serve a God that cares about us, a God that actually does love us. So we are grateful. We are glad. Thank you, Lord. Because you don't leave us to, to do life all by ourselves. You are always there with us in every season, in every circumstance. Okay, you are always there. So we are grateful, people. We are grateful. We are glad, oh God, because you are always there for us. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 We give you all the praise. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Just pray the Holy Ghost to get yourself refreshed. Pray the Holy Ghost get yourself beautiful. Get yourself stirred up, you know. Because you are concerned about everything that concerns us. You are involved in every area of our lives. Even the air on our head, they are numbered. And not one drop without you being aware of them. Come on. So this is how much of God you care for me. So tonight, I remind myself, I've come to know and I've come to believe and to rely on the love that you have for me. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. I've come to know. I've come to believe. I've come to rely on the love that God has for me. Glory to God. I have come to know. I have come to believe. I have come to rely on the love that you have for me. Oh, glory to Jesus. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Thank you for your endless love. Oh, glory to God. Oh, thanks be unto God. Because you lead us in triumph, you know, through all our journeys through life. From triumph to triumph, you know, you lead us and we are grateful. Because it keeps getting better. We are grateful because we are making progress and it's getting better. 
Yes, yeah, sometimes it looks slow, right? But we can see your hand. We can see progress in all of this. Lord, we are grateful. We are thankful people. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, we give you all the praise. Oh, we give you all the praise. Tonight, oh God, as we go into your word, we have understanding. We have illumination. The eyes of our hearts, you know, is enlightened. We are flooded with light. So we come into a place of understanding, of revelation, of insight into your plans, your purposes, you know, and your will for our lives and the things surrounding us. We become more aware of who we are in you, more aware, okay, of your love for us and your plans for us. In the name of Jesus, we have understanding. We are aware of the power available in us. In the name of Jesus, glory to God. We are more aware of the hope to which you have called us. The riches of your inheritance in us, holy people. And the power you have made available to us. We become more aware that you are able, not only able, you are willing to do exceedingly, abundantly above all we can ask or imagine according to your power that is at work within us. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. About how to protect your conceived ideas. How to protect your conceived ideas. How to protect your conceived ideas. All right? Glory to God. Um, we must remember, you know, we are TGC. We must remember our vision. All right? So, this guides our conversations. Our vision guide our conversations. So there are issues we treat here because of who we are and what we are going to. To some, they might say it's not a church conversation. It's not spiritual enough and all that kind of stuff, okay? But we know who we are. We know what we are called to. So we stay, you know, we stay in line with the assignments, okay? Awesome. So I have to protect your conceived ideas. Please, uh, you know, we are TGC. Take these things seriously. Amen. Take these things seriously. We are being prepared, okay, to produce what the vision creates. All right? Every vision, okay, you know, has a seed. Every seed has its fruit. Every vision is a seed that has its fruit. You understand? So we are being prepared, okay, to bear fruit of the vision. All right? So how to protect your conceived ideas. Let's go to Matthew 13, from 1 to 7. Matthew 13, from 1 to 7. So this is popular Bible of the sower. All right? So it says, that same day, Jesus went out of, of the house and sat by the lake, you know, and crossed around him and sat on the boat and got to teach, you know, to teach them. Verse 3. 
Then they told them many points in parables, saying, if a, went, if a went out to sow his seed, as I was catching the seed, some fell along the path, look at this, and the birds came and ate it up. Again, it's kind of the seed, okay? And some fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. All right? Some fell on rocky places. Some fell on rocky places where they did not have much soil. All right? So it sprang up quickly, but because the soil was shallow, when the sun came up, you know, the plants were scorched and the winter because they had no roots. Look at that. So, you know, the first, thank you so much for, for copying from the group chat, okay? So the first one, okay, fell on the roadside, you know, so the best came to right? Second one fell, you know, on rocky soil. So there was no much root. So the plant seemed to boom very fast, right? But because it had no much root, you know, um, when the sun came, you know, this, the, the plant was scorched and withered because it had no root. Others fell among thorns, okay, which when they grew up, choked the plants. So the thorns choked the plants, okay. Still, others fell on good soil where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times what was sown. Verse 9, whoever has yes, let them hear. Verse 18. Verse 18 now, 18, 18, to, 18 to 23. Verse 18 to 23. So he told them to listen to what the parable means, right? Listen to what the parable, what the parable means. He says, when anyone hears a message about the kingdom of God and doesn't understand it, look at this. When they hear a message and don't understand it, the even one comes and takes it away from the water, takes, takes away what's in the heart so that the seed, you know, this is the idea. When they hear the message, this verse 19 now, and they don't understand it, the even one comes, okay, and takes away what they heard, okay, so that is one for the plants, for the seed sown, you know, that fell among the, that fell along the roadside. The evil one comes and steals away the seed, so it bears no fruit. Okay, and these ones that fell on the roadside are those that did that heard it, but did not understand it. Look at that. They are those that heard it, but did not understand. They heard it right, but did not understand. It. So the devil came and stole away what they heard. Verse twenty. Okay, the seed that fell that fell, you know. On rocky grounds, first those who hear the word and at once receives with joy. But since they have no root, they only last a short time. So they got the, 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 the word of God, okay, with so much joy, but they had no root. So the, the joy, you know, only lasts, you know, a, a, a short time. When there's trouble or persecution that comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. So he says, look at this, look at this. That you know, it was, it was 21 now, it was 21. So those that have no roots, okay, they receive the word with joy, they are happy. Persecution comes because of the word. Now, I want us to replace the word here with an idea, a vision. You know, God's word to you, God's purpose for you, it, 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 you know, God gives you an idea. So replace that word with an idea. So, you know, the idea comes right, and there's so much joy, but because they have no roots, all right, when persecution comes because of the word. So the word itself will, will bring persecution. The word of God, the word that God gives you will by itself bring persecution. Every dream, every God-given idea, every prophecy has its own custom persecution. Again, every dream that God gives you, every idea, 
every purpose has its own custom-made persecution. Okay, so when it comes, if there, if there is no roots, people tend to fall away quickly. All right. There is also the one that falls among the thorns. Okay, this, this refers to those who hear the word, but the worries of life and the sense of wealth chokes the word, making it unfruitful. Because so some hear the word that be you know they hear the word okay, but the word is sown among um, you know sown among um, among among thorns. You know, so it's talked about you know people that 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 led the worries of this life. Okay. And this lot of riches to choke the word and make it unfruitful. All right. Final group of people, the seed that fell on good soil. Okay. This one hears the word, understands it, okay, and then produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. All right, awesome. Awesome. So this is what we'll see here. The every idea needs an environment. Every idea, every word from God needs an environment. So the same ideas fell on different soils and had different results. Same idea, different soils, different results. Is why you know, speaking to Hebrews, says the word they heard did not profit them, being not mixed with faith in their heart. The same idea, the same word of God that different people hear God's word and react differently. All right, because some mix the word with faith in their hearts, and some don't, all right? So the same idea can have different results. The same word taught in church can have different results in people's lives. Some hear God's word, act on it. Others do, they don't act on it, okay? So the idea, God's word needs the right environment to blossom. All right, so the first one talks about the one that, you know, this the seed that fell on rocky, this seed, that fell on rocky soil, exposed, unprotected. Okay, the devil comes and picks up and eats the seed. So, an idea exposed, please follow me and take notes because it's going to be, you know, put together. An idea exposed before it gains roots will be eaten by birds. Write that down. An idea exposed. Before it gains roots, we will be eaten by birds. An idea you expose, before you understand it, okay, will likely die unfulfilled. An idea that you expose before you understand it will likely die unfulfilled. Don't forget the parable of the, of, of the soil, the seed that fell on the rocky soil, are those that hear the word, but don't understand it. So an idea you don't understand, you know, that you're now exposed, okay, will likely die unfulfilled, all right? And the one you expose without depth will dry up when issues come around. Idea exposed, you know, idea shared, exposed, without depth, I'll make, I'll make it clear as we go on, okay, will also likely dry up when issues come around, it's not enough to have ideas. Everybody has ideas, right? You know, what makes winners is execution. All right? Execution is king. Okay? Part of this is knowing how to care for your newly considered ideas. Okay? Part, part, part of it is executing. is knowing how to care for your newly conceived ideas. 
knowing when to shut up, knowing who to open up to and when, also knowing when to shut yourself in from, from negativity, you know, from, from, from associations, okay, to choke up your dreams and kill it, okay? So you must also know, you must know when to shut up, who to open up to and when, and also know when to shut in. There's a place for shutting yourself in, okay, to keep yourself from negativity, okay, to keep yourself from the, from the environment, you know, negative influence. It's part of how you care for your newly conceived ideas. All right, Galatians 1. Galatians 1. Galatians 1 from verse 11. This is Paul speaking. Galatians 1 from verse 11. 11 to 17. Okay, so I, I just need a narration of what happens in what is here in Galatians 1 from 11 to 17. So Paul, in Galatians, talks about, you know, how, you know, um, he received the gospel, the revelation of the gospel. Talking about how, you know, no one, no one taught him, okay, that he, he, he got it by, you know, by, by meeting Jesus. That Jesus revealed, you know, just revealed the gospel to him. All right? Talks about how he was persecuting the church. All right? I was persecuting the church until he met Jesus, okay? And, you know, Jesus taught him the gospel, clinical, clinical, made him an apostle. So it says, Paul, an apostle of God, not, not, by, not by the will of man or, or by the calling of man, but by God and Jesus. Okay, so that the gospel received, he received was you know as delivered by Jesus. All right, not from any man. Awesome. This is very important. Okay. Now, when, when you go down to to verse fifteen, before then he says, you know, you know, he was in was he was in Judaism, said very well. He was a top was a top guy in Judaism. Okay, he was was writing very fast. Because of his dedication to ministry, he was writing very fast. One of the top guys in you know Judaism in his, in his generation. You know, up until you know he met Christ, okay, that now you know begin to reveal to him his purpose that that, that that was already you know in him even before he was he was born in mother's womb, right? So he says, you know, when 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 the vision came, his first response was not to consult with flesh and blood. That when God showed him his purpose, when God showed him the gospel, his first response was not to consult with any human being. Okay, so he says in 17 also that he didn't go to Jerusalem or anything to come the apostle for him. Okay, but rather he went to Arabia and later on to Damascus. So he spent, you know, some time, I think three years or so, you know, in Damascus, then another, another 15 years again or so before he now, you know, actually went to see um, the church elders. Okay, after three years, after three years, he saw Peter and saw James, right? The later on, you know, he met and saw the entire um, council of Peter, stuff like that. What is the idea? That when God first spoke to him, the first thing he did was not to go and ask people and say, okay, this is what God said, though. Is this true? Do you understand? Say it again. That the first thing Paul did when God spoke to him was not to go and consult people to say, ah, I heard God say so and so and so, you know, is this true? Okay, no. So this is the idea. Imagine if Paul took the idea, God's word to him, and ran first straight to Paul like James. That was, you know, <laughs> that was a core Jewish guy, another kind of stuff. And told someone like James and said, okay, James, so 
this what God told me that I'll, I'll preach to the, to the Gentiles and stuff like that. How would just have reacted? So probably they react in a way that make them feel like make more feel like maybe I didn't hear well, or maybe I have a very stupid idea, something like that. Okay. So this is the idea, okay, that it did not go to them first. He spent time to build conviction in what he had. In fact, he spent three years to build conviction, you know, in what he has had to try stuff out before then going to share, you know, before then going to, to Peter, to Jeff and Co. to share what he has heard from God. So there's a place of letting an idea to, to, to grow on you before you share with people. Amen. We get that. It's a place of letting your ideas, you number one, understand it. So that when people counter you, you can defend the idea. But if you share an idea from God, a word from God before you understand it, when people attack that word, you will give up on it. So God tells you, my son, my, my daughter, do so and so and so. People tell you, guy, this thing makes no sense. And even you, because you've not allowed time to study, to pray, to even more convince and understand the idea, okay, even you cannot defend it from people's attacks. So in so doing, the idea is vulnerable to death because you're lacking for the idea, okay? So give yourself room, okay, to study, understand the idea. So God tells you, um, Paula, invest in so and so and so and so and so and so. And Paul, like, don't go there. It doesn't make any sense. Clinical, clinical, clinical. And even you too, you don't know. If, even you don't know if it's good or not. So you just say, it's true, Shah. It makes no sense. And so doing, you kill a God-given idea. What should you do? Before you throw up an idea to the entire world, go and do some groundwork. Do some research. Gain some knowledge, okay, of that field of endeavor. Okay? Gain some idea. Learn more before you open up yourself to sharing, you know, about that revelation. All right? We must know this, eh, that, you know, pregnancies are, more, are, are most fragile in the first, first trimester. Pregnancies, they are most fragile in their first trimester. Who knows that? That pregnancies are most fragile in their first trimesters. Okay? Most pregnancies most happen, you know, before the first period of pregnancy. Happen in the first few months of pregnancy, okay? So this is the idea. That your ideas... They're like, they're like pregnancies. They are very fragile in the early days. So you must let it take form, let it take shape before you begin to expose your pregnancy, your idea to the world. In, the early, in, in, your, in your early days of hearing from God on anything, before you tell the world about it, you know, get some granules, you know, read about it, study, pray, try things out, okay? Don't just be quick, open your mouth and share those things many times eh, when, when, when people say don't share everything it's not for fear of witchcraft it is not for fear of witches no 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 the idea is this that okay negative words themselves can kill an, can kill an idea negative words okay people's 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 feedback you know can kill an idea so before you expose the world build some groundwork on it first for example, God tells you, um, my, my daughter, um, you do your master's in the U.S. And it gives you a big university name. And the school fees is way beyond, you know, your father's father's savings together. You put all your money together. 
is way beyond it. And you now tell someone, you now tell, for example, tell your, tell your, for example, your, your elder sister, that's, that's a very bad mouth. And she now says, why always shoot your weird ideas? What happens to you? If you're not careful, that idea can instantly die because just, ah, this idea is too big. It can't be done. What do you do? Most times, people like that can kill your idea even before that's a chance to breathe. Before you share those things, do some thinking. Pray about it more. Now, when you go to the point of conviction, you know, when, even when those words come, they don't have as much power on you as they will have at the beginning of the idea. Do you understand? All right? So learn to, you know, um, you know treat your, your, your ideas, your vision, those words you, like a pregnancy. Okay? Give it room to form before you expose it, you know, to feedback, to criticism. Okay? Amen. So there's there's wisdom, even for, for, for business ideas, there's wisdom, you know, in um in, in being selectively open and discreet. There's wisdom in knowing where to talk and knowing when not to share. Study more on the idea, test it out. So, for example, you have a you know this idea before you open it up to the entire world. Try it out with a small niche. Do you get my point here? Try it out. Let it, let it bear some results. They can begin to scale. All right? But don't be quick to throw it out to everybody. Okay? It can, it can die out easily that way. Okay? So my guys die, you know, it, it, it's not because they are bad, but because they were exposed too early or before people had conviction about the idea. Okay? So keep that idea, protect it, build around it, test it out, okay? And begin to, you know, share to level for conviction. All right? You know the first thing about this? That Paul later on, when he joined later on, okay? So see how that's right? But he went after, he went after he had done his groundwork. When he had some fruits to show, you know, of his vision. So when he went to he says that, you know, when he went back to see them, Jerusalem, you know, they could discern they could see the grace years. The grace had begun to speak. So they could see his grace and then approve his calling because he allowed time for the grace to speak. So that he allowed time for the grace to speak, to, to bear fruit before going out to share with the entire world. So this is the idea, okay? Um, let your fruit speak. Let your fruit speak, okay? You know, research, do some groundwork, try things out, and let your fruit begin to speak, you know, and speak to the level of your, of your conviction. Amen. Is that good? Also, this means you can't be too quick to be looking for validation of your idea. You know what happens, okay? You have this idea of, of God gives you a message of revelation. You, you should not be too quick to, you know, to look for people to tell you it is God. Many times, right, we 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 downplay what we heard from God because people don't people don't think it is right. We think that maybe if my pastor confirms it, or if my best friend confirms that it, it is God. You know, many times, no matter how how spiritual your pastor is, you will not always see what you are seeing. It might take a while for him to see what you see. So you have to personally learn to build conviction in yourself as between you and God. Spend time in prayer, in study to build conviction. 
Okay, so I've written, I've written a book by, by Sean Bowles. Sean Bowles is a seer, you know, pastor, pastor the church in Los Angeles and all that in Hollywood. Okay, so he told, you know, um, what's the name? He told, he told this big prophet that is very popular, I can't remember his name again, one of their biggest popular prophets in America. So he told him that, okay, um, God sent me to Hollywood to minister the clinical cancer. Prophets were like, that's not possible. It can't be God. You just enjoy yourself, the ministry will die, and all that kind of stuff. That was a senior prophet telling him that what he heard God say is not true. It's like saying that um, I, got, I, got, I got to Bishop Bishop Wedeko or Daddy Gio and share some things with him. Now says, Tolu, this thing you're saying, it is a lie. This cannot be God. Now, what will happen? Normally, you would almost give up on the idea you know that, ah, if Daddy Gio cannot see it or Bishop cannot see it, then it means that I'm, I'm seeing nonsense, right? You know, but no. He, he knew, he was sure. He was hearing God. And it took action. And it is working. It is producing results. You understand? So many times, you know, you cannot build your, your hearing, your, 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 your leading of the spirit based on people's confirmation. You get my point here. You must put more premium, you know, on your work with God than, than what someone else will tell you. You, mu- you, must, you must, you know, this idea, if, if, even when people I trust tell you maybe it's not God, don't be quick to say, yes, maybe it's not God. Still take time out to pray, to study. Then, you know, test out the fruits. By the fruits, you will know the tree. Amen. By the fruit, you will, you will know the tree. So test it out. Test out the fruits, okay? Um, stop being scared of one mistake killing you. It's possible, right? But God loves you. God protects you. If you act out with, with um, a good conscience, with good motive, you will likely not break beyond repair. So even when you make mistakes, right? Don't be scared of making you know, unfixable mistakes. Now, this is contextual. Don't go and marry casually and say, you know, it's, it's fixable. That is a lot more consequential, okay? But generally, allow yourself to, to, to try out the leaders, okay? Try it out, okay? And let the fruits of the tree, you know, speak. You get that. Does that make sense? Right? So also, right? Now, this means that, you know, um, people pleasers will struggle to fill vision. If you need the entire world to agree with you before you take actions, then you will limit how well God can work in your life. If you need people ever to say yes, you know, to what God has told you to do, you will limit how far you can go in life, okay? People that people that, that become great leaders, they are usually they are usually not people pleasers. They love people, okay. We love people, we support people, we bless people, right? But we don't build our convictions on what people say. Now, for me personally, in times when I, I, I let myself be led by people, even, even when I knew otherwise in my heart, that's always come with regret. That's always come with regret. When I let people, people's opinion to lead me, even when I know in my heart that. Know that it should not be so. I usually, find, I usually come back with regrets on that matter. So we have to learn to not be people pleasers, okay? Learn to let God lead you, okay? And let to build conviction in what God is saying to you, all right? Don't, don't always, you know, put your, your conviction to the test of people. Amen. Now, I'm not saying be arrogant or be, or be stubborn or be headstrong, but trust God's leading over you. All right, trust God's leading. 
Okay, okay. trust us above you know what anybody else does to trust. Learn to build your trust. Okay, build trust in hearing God yourself. Hallelujah. All right. So spend time in prayer, meditation, in research, okay, so that, so that conviction can begin to rise in your heart over that issue. Nobody succeeds without grit. In ministry, in relationship, all right, in career, in entrepreneurship, in, you know, in leadership, nobody succeeds without grit. You've got to have guts. You have to have grit. You have to, you have to be strong. You have, to, you have to be able to stay on your course because you are convinced you know, it's the right course for you. You cannot allow yourself to just be blown through and fro by what everybody says. Even many times, even in, even in ministry, right, there are things that God has told you that if you are not careful, if you put more attention to what other people are saying, we begin to wonder, did God really tell me this? Because people cannot see it yet. Doesn't mean that God is not speaking to you. You get my point here. You have to be, you have to be it happens a lot in ministry. You know what God has sent you, you know what he called you to. Because people cannot see it, you now begin to bend and to edit your own call so that so they can focus, they can conform to the cool crowd. That's why it is done. Usually, the way it works, if you stay on course, if you stay on the truth, those people that once said no. We want to come around to say it is true, you are right. So you see that some, some things we say here in TGC, that people, people used to frown out, frown, people used to frown at. If you see online in the last three months, last one year, there are people are stylishly beginning to change and, and now, you know, begin to be more open to these things. You understand? Last year, we talked about our prosperity about one year, two years ago. There was more kickback. But now these days, people are becoming, they're beginning to do prosperity gospel lights. They're beginning, to do it light. they're beginning to do it light, you know, doing it. Slow, slow, this is why they're coming around, okay? So if you stay on your vision, on your, on your mandate, over time, people will come around, okay? Don't try to put your idea to the people test every time. Build conviction. First yourself, you and God, in prayer, in research, in study. Then stay on the course. People will come around. All right? Is that good? Now, this doesn't mean that every idea in your head is golden. This doesn't mean every idea in your head is golden. It doesn't mean you're always right. Okay? Amen. But you are doing this, you know, to build conviction or throw or, or away the idea yourself, not because somebody said. You are learning this process to build conviction in it between you and God first. Not just because somebody says something. So, even if it doesn't make sense, right? You're not saying no because somebody said. You are saying no because you did your research, you prayed more, and you found uh, this thing is not, it's not really good. Do you understand? So we are, we are telling you, to, you know, to, to train yourself to build your listening, your hearing, and knowing more from God to you than from just what people say. All right? You must also know that your, your initial idea might not be always what succeeds with. The first idea in its, in, in its initial form might not be how it, it will succeed, you know, finally. It might need, you know, you know, different iterations, okay? You, you release it, okay? You get feedback, go back again, tweak this, tweak that, release again, okay? Um, in tech, there's something we call B 
build, measure, learn. Yes, thank you. Just came build is a is, is a lean, lean theory for, for lean uh, methodologies for, for developing, you know, developing startups, stuff like that. So you build you, you build you build an idea, build a product, okay? You release that to, 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 to your markets. You measure, measure their feedback, their reactions, you learn from it. You now you, you use that learning to come back and you know to iterate the game, to build the game, build, release, okay. From, from, from the release, from the feedback, you measure. Interesting. From the feedback, okay, you, you, measure, you measure the response, okay, the, the, the success of, of the product, okay, and you iterate again on to come up with the final product that actually works. Amen. Glory to God. Is that good? So we're not saying that your idea is always golden. We are saying give your ideas a fighting chance. Give your idea, give, give the word from God to you a fighting chance. You are protecting that idea, you know, from dying without having a chance to survive. So when when face a challenge, that means another question. When when face a challenge in career in relation, who do you speak to? And when do you speak to? Who do you speak to? And when do you speak? Okay, you speak to those that will just very for example now, you know, when when the Shunamai Tuman in second piece four, Shunamai Tuman with Elisha, second piece four, you know, when when the um the baby died, I was going out, I wasn't asked that, what happened? Why are you going to? And you said, All is well. Because you know our husband that the man will bury that baby straight. The man will bury the child straight, so the child will have no chance to survive. Okay, so you told the man, all is well. So she saw everybody on the way to that. All is well until she saw Elisha. Because only Elisha in that case would help her, okay, to, to fight for the baby to live. So in, in keeping your idea or your vision, you also have to be careful who you share challenges with. Will they bury the baby fast? Amen. And some people, you know, they don't mean to be harsh. They, they don't mean to be, to be negative. It's just where they are in their own journey through life. For example, at the beginning of TGC, you know, some, some months into it, okay, we, we had some bills to pay. And, um, you know, the account was not, was very interesting. So someone can someone tell me, some of our guys can tell me, like, Pastor, I'm waiting for TGC, I'm waiting for TGC. TGC is shaking. TGC is shaking. Who survived clinical deliver? She was genuinely worried, okay, because of where she was, you know, in her own personal work with God in daring big things. Do you understand? So right there, I also learned also that I can't expose everybody to our, you know, to our current state part time. That not everybody, you know, can bear the inner workings of a new baby. Do you understand? Am I, am I making sense? Are you following me? So you must also know, you know, who, who you share with when there are challenges. Are you sharing with those that will back out and run? Or with those that will stand with you and fight to see this happen? All right? You allow people, allow people, okay, room to grow. Don't, don't just pour and dump everything on everybody the same way. Not everybody can bear the bodies you have on your heart. All right? Is that a question? <laughs> All right. Awesome. Glory to God. So there's wisdom in sharing your idea on a need-to-know basis. Sharing your vision, your thoughts on a need-to-know basis. 
You don't have to open up to everybody the same way. Practice selective sharing. Practice selective sharing. Share with people on, on the level to which they need to know and the level to which they need to bear. So you see Christ, he had a three. He had a 12. He had a 70. They now had a larger crowd. He did not share everything to everybody at the same level. So there are things about him that only the, only, only the three knew until the resurrection. For example, the transformation that happened, okay? Only, the, only Peter, only Peter, um, John, only Peter, James, and John, okay? Yeah, right? Only three of them were there at transfiguration, okay? Why? You share with people to the level to which they can understand, okay? You had the 12 also. They had the seven, they had the cross. So practice selective sharing. Don't dump all your thoughts in the same place, in the same way, everywhere. Selective share so they can protect your ideas, you know, from, from un, unreasonable and unprepared accusation and attacks. All right, things die, things grow by words, things die by words. Okay, good ideas can die fast because negative words are spoken at it. Okay, so protect your ideas from words that can that can you know shoot it down. All right, lastly, you can afford to be wrong. Please follow me carefully. You can afford to be wrong, right? But the idea that you invest your life in, you know, our breakdown, cannot afford to be wrong. This is my meaning of it. That I can, you know, have a wrong idea. Please follow me, okay? But I must not, um, I must not emotionally bank on it as though it can never be wrong. For example, now, I tell myself, okay, I'll do some business, okay? This is what God has told me. This is the only idea. This is what God has told me, and it must work. And even when you are getting prompts from God and from feedback, you know, the market, that this idea is not feasible. They're not saying, I will die there, it must work. No. You have to be you know to, to be to be very objective about these things that you don't let your don't let your emotions to cloud your reasoning that you you stay on your ideas objectively not emotionally that depends also for relationships for friendships okay so you know with every metric on the table that this relationship is not working you know that this thing will not work that this thing is not looking good but you say, eh, just begin to look for emotional reasons and excuses to hold yourself back. But you know what you are seeing that this thing is not working. You must learn to, you know, to, to, to learn to be able to be wrong. So you can, you can, you can move what is wrong to what is right. Don't stay on what is wrong because you don't want to give up on something. You understand? So there's a place for, you know, allowing, um, allowing, balance, okay? allowing, you know, change, allowing feedback, to change your course. Amen. Did you get that right? So this is the idea. At the beginning of an idea, give it room, think about it, pray about it, study about it, be convinced in that area, okay, before you share with everybody. Start by sharing selectively. Share with a few homeboys or home girls that you know, you know, will pray with you, will support, not just shut this down. Okay, they can begin to scale it up a bit. Wait, about instead of just saying how to open 
you know, a small group first, then begin selectively between in your, you know, that not about the idea, all right? That's one part of it, okay? Second part of this is this, that, okay, that if the market now rejects the idea or it's not working and you know your that, that even God is telling you, okay, move on from this thing. Don't hang on emotionally to things in the past. For example, you said God said so and so and so. Yes, God said it. Is God still saying it? So God said he's the one two years ago. Is God still saying he's the one? You know, he's the one can change. Because human beings can change. So you cannot tell us and say, God said he's the one two years ago. He must still be the one. Human beings change. All right? If you're not married to the person, then you can, it's possible that the person also no longer do also. Don't hang your, don't try to hang on to not being wrong, okay? Allow yourself to measure objectively, objectively what you are hearing from God, you know, the idea, the market, and the feedback, you know, from your market. Amen. Is that good? Is that good? Okay? Learn to, you know, be able to change course or by vote based on the evidence, the facts, and a new living of the spirit, okay? Sometimes just hold on emotionally, you know, to, 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 to what was before. Allow yourself to, to make course corrections. All right? Any questions? Any questions on this? Any questions on this? I'm checking around everywhere, checking Spreaker. So I'm checking um, MixLR, checking YouTube, okay? And I'm back on Zoom. All right, any questions, let us know. Any questions, contributions on this? I need someone to have a question. Someone please have a question, okay? I feel quite alone. Yes, someone should have a question, just help me. Have a question, okay? Amen. Anybody, question? Question. Okay, how did this help you? How how did this? You no, know, is is it is it was it practically you no know, helpful to you? Can can you relate to when she had an idea and people just killed instantly? Can you can you relate to it? Anybody? Relate to when you had an idea and feedback suddenly killed the idea. Anybody? Waiting for feedback. Okay, do you want to share with that? Do you want to share? Tap on your speaker. Do you want to share with us? Yeah, that's very important. Fala says, um, that was that was okay. That you has learned to realize that not everybody can, not, not, not everybody can comprehend the same thing. That's so important, okay? Not everybody can comprehend the same thing at the same time. People can later then grow. And let them grow into 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 understanding what we're saying. When, when, not for instance, they will not grow if the idea dies. Don't 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 go to understand if the idea dies. So it means that you should also you know in, in you not telling them early also, you are helping them you know to not. You are helping them to to see the idea work before it's exposed. So they don't keep the idea before it is born at all. All right. 
So also, how do you know when the idea, you know, how do, how do you want to start the idea God has given you? Do you have to wait for the for God to give you a go ahead? How do you know when to start the idea God has given you? Now, um, the ideas that, that you need to start right away, there are those that that need that, that need to that, that God needs to learn and keep, and keep praying about. Usually, you will usually know when to start. See, if you are if you are led, you are led, okay. The same way God told you the idea, you also need to start. Sometimes you just feel in your heart an urgency. Now, you might not hear God tell you, my son, my daughter, start now. You might only hear that, okay, but you usually just feel this, this sense of urgency. This sense of, uh, this is a now thing. For example, now, oh, began to you see? Um, I did not see a vision that says, my son told you, now is the time to start. No, but I felt a strong urgency. It was so strong, I knew we could wait no longer, okay? So you usually you will know, okay, in a place of prayer, and study and meditation, you just know okay, in this time, or you would know if it is time to start preparing for it. Okay, this might mean it might mean you begin to work with someone that's already doing the like but you just know you will know the next steps. Okay, the same way God leads, leads you, gives you idea, the same way it will lead you on how to begin to execute the idea. Trust the leading all the way. Now, now many times, many times we made, it, we made it, this, this, this leading thing too difficult. With what we have been taught, we have made God's, God's leading so difficult as in for people to process it's not meant to be hard you're a child of god his spirit lives in you he's speaking to you see he's speaking hearing god is not hard knowing what to do is not hard okay people are people are becoming too stuck on this i want to hear god you are hearing god you are he's speaking through your heart speaking through your emotions speaking through your desires he's speaking okay what will begin to make this look hard it becomes harder just chill relax Okay, take off the take off the difficulty of how to fast and pray to hear God. Maybe, maybe about realize that God wants to speak to you. And most times, if you if you just calm and chill, you will hear God. But this is the idea. You are hearing God enough for your next level. You are hearing God enough for your next level. God won't put, won't put your next level far from you. God won't put your next level far from you. You are hearing God enough for your next level. He won't put your next level far away from you again you are hearing god enough for your next level it will not put the next level far from you so stop acting as though something is missing do you understand god is speaking to you and many times he speaks through he speaks he speaks many times as though, as though you might be speaking and this is where it gets interesting that god is speaking to you as in he speaks so often but we're expecting some some some, some drama you know, some wind to blow, some, some, some dreams, some revelation, some vision. Usually, it's speaking through your heart desires. On, on Sunday, we shared about Acts 16. How Paul was trying to go into, into different cities and he wants to go here and, and he'll, he'll just know, you feel in his, in his heart that again, God is saying no. He will try here and God will say no. Okay, up until one night, yes, I had a small someone some calling myself and saying, you know, come, come here and come over here and help us. And he saw the sound that God was saying, okay, go to Macedonia. So Paul was not sitting there and waiting and saying, God, speak to me. He was taking action. So we'll try this. God will say, not that, that, not that, okay? And then God will give him clear to where to go to. Take action already. Stop saying they're waiting. Do what God has put in your heart, okay? While taking action, will not tell you, don't go there. Here, turn here, turn here. But don't, we can't afford to just sit down and wait and say, one day when God will speak. Begin to take action. As you do, it will direct you and lead to what's right to do. Is that good? All right, so... um. Yeah, 
Awesome. So another question. Okay, so it's asking, like, you know, I said, I said I should not be too emotional about our ideas, all right? But what if you feel strongly about, you feel strongly that God is in, in that direction, but, you know, every, every thing for that, every thing just says, this is not, this, this doesn't make any sense, okay? When you feel like God is telling you something, okay, but every thing for that, this is, okay? I just stick with it and not seem silly. Hmm. You feel God is speaking to you, right? But every other thing seems contradicted. I just stick with it and not seem silly. Awesome. Now, if you are sure that God is speaking to you, stay on it. If you are sure that God is speaking to you, stay on it. Again, no, this is why well, this is part of, of being sure. Stay on. For example, you know, when Christ told his, told his disciples to go and, to go and um, you know, take, 12, to take jars of water. Not disciples, the wedding servants, the wedding, you know, service guys, to take just the water and go and serve the people at the wedding. Now, that made it made no sense, right? But Jesus said it. So there are times when God's leading will not likely make any sense yet. To work with God, you must learn to suspend your sense and, and at the same time use your sense. I'll take it again. You must learn to suspend your sense and, and also at the same time use your sense. You must know when to suspend it and when to, you know, to use it. So, but this, 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 this requires that you actually give time to be sure. It means, see, when you face contrary wind over an idea, it, don't, don't just take it, don't, don't, don't just take, take it casually. Go back to prayer. Pray about the idea even more. Give yourself to prayer. So, in prayer, in prayer, confusion will begin to rise. In prayer, you, you have more conviction. You would have more boldness to take certain steps. Boldness, okay? So don't, 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 just, don't just be careful about it. If there are fierce wind against your idea, go and sit down and pray. While praying, if the, if the idea stays and gets stronger, you are sure it's a God thing. And when you pray, don't go and pray to God telling God, this thing you are saying must be it. No. Come before God be sincere with openness. For example, People, you know, people, you like this guy so much. You like this babe so much. Okay. And because you like her so much, you know, if anybody tells you, this babe, her babe is not good. You're like, 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 anyone, anyone. and everybody's telling you, this babe is not anyone, anyone. And you just keep fighting because, you know, you like the girl. And when you pray, you will likely not hear clearly because you are biased. So, when I pray about it, you will tell God clearly, Lord, I, I'm going to do your will. Okay. I lay off every bias. I will do your will. Once you come to God without, without those, um, those um, strong personal biases, you will likely hear better. When you are surrendered, you will hear better. So you, you so must learn to, you know, come before God in prayer, surrender, willing to hear, and usually will hear what you do, okay? And, what, and when it's God speaking, doesn't matter what everybody says, stay the course. Stay. See, some people come and meet you later and say, wow, so you were right about this. Ah, thank God, little. But if you give up, that will never happen. That people that were, that were disowned for being for, for being singers like like Panapesi Paul, it's hard to disown them. The same man said it out that same, same man was telling everybody and saying Panapesi Paul is my son. The same man that disowned him for singing. What about saying that guy is my son? But what if Panapesi Paul gave up like that? What will happen? So stay. If you are sure it's God speaking to you, stay the course. 
How do you get your God speaking to you? Pray more. Pray more. Pray more. Spend time praying in tongues, okay? You'll have more conviction about God's words to you. Someone says, how do you do the fear that comes? How do you do the fear that comes? Have, have ideas that seem so big. Some of that even feel like it, it goes against your normal character. Like you don't know how you're going to be able to do, to go through it, okay? So talk about the fear that comes with big ideas. If that even the ideas are, you know, they are, they are, they are, they are counter character. For example, imagine you're a gentle person. You're a very reserved person. And when you pray, you can see yourself teaching, teaching a crowd. You see yourself singing over a large crowd or, or preaching to a large crowd. That, that makes you wonder, I must be crazy, that how will I reserve, shy, reserve and shine me stand before a crowd and preach or and sing or even teach or speak? All right? Now, Fear, you know, is not abnormal. Fear is not, is not, is when that fear comes to you, it's not strange. Every big idea, we usually have you know, at the beginning of it, okay, um, that feeling of, am I running, am I crazy? There usually be the, the voice of anxiety and all that. It's not abnormal, right? It not, it not becomes how you react to, to, to the fear. To the anxiety. You hear my point here? So the thought itself, thought of fear, feeling of fear itself coming to you is meant to come. Okay. We live in a world with the active devil. Okay. So those thoughts, the fear will come. So now how do I react when the fear comes? How do I deal with the fear? All right. Back to the saint. Okay. Go back to the one that sent you. Spend time in prayer. There's something called a gift of faith. A gift of faith, okay. When you ask God for when, when you when you spend time in prayer, you face things to grow in your heart over that issue. Being feeling this, this sense of you know, I can do this instead, okay. So spend time with God, okay. Let faith rise in you and keep taking action. There are things you will dare that you look back and like, gosh, I did that was I mad? You were not mad, so it was a gift of faith working in you, helping you to take steps. Beyond your normal character. So, if you're that kind of person, you know, dealing with the fear, spend time in prayer, get drunk, spend time, you know, I in God, you know, so, so you are seeing through his perspective, not your limitations. For example, when David took on Goliath, he must have been drunk because he was stupidly bold. He was walking in an unusual gift of faith that did not make any single sense. Why? He was anointed. Okay? He was anointed. So, spend time to stir up the anointing on your inside. It will give you boldness to face that challenge, to face that fear and to rise above it, okay? Spend time in prayer, okay? Spend time in God's word. Feed your heart with God's word and you find faith rise in your heart to take on the challenge, okay? Also, yeah, you read about people that they're in similar issues and other sources, okay? Let their story encourage you, let you know you too can do it, okay? Let me tell you the truth. Nobody, okay? Everybody did something big. Also, had the moments of feeling this thing is too big for me. So, this feeling you're having right now is not new to you, okay? But people have got to stop done that they never thought they could do, or things that looked quite possible, but they've done it. They've done it, okay? So, you will not be the first, okay? What do you do? Spend time in prayer, meditate on God's word, eh? feed your faith, take action. Don't allow fear to cripple you. 
Many times, when you practice acting, even when you're afraid, fear will get tired and leave you alone. Fear will get tired and leave you. So have an action bias. Don't let fear make you stop. Don't let, don't let fear hold you back. Practice taking action even when you are afraid. So for example, you're, you're, you're outside and God tells you, say hi to that, that lady, that lady. And fear says, say no. Practice acting in faith and tell the lady, hello, ma'am, hi. Practice just acting, you know, against your fear. Practice acting in faith, okay? But these thoughts are normal to everybody. But, you know, as you practice, you know, acting in faith, fear begins to lose a hold over you. These things can be practiced. Practice taking action even when you are afraid, okay? Over time, fear will fall out, will die out. I remember in school, anyone, any more questions? I'll share, share, share an example from school. Any other example, any question? Okay, there's one from, from XLR, okay? Yeah, I remember one time, one time in school, uh, I was living, living, I was living in campus, I was on the road with Bukola, girlfriend then, now wife, amen. All right. So, um, so this court guy followed us from school to, to town. I was on the road calling my name. No, sorry, not, not, not calling my name. I was calling me. Hey, she wait there. Hey, she wait there. Can you call me? Wait there. Wait there. Another kind of wait there. I was really following us and, and was calling us. Okay. So I turned back, looked at him, and kept on walking. So after a while, because it was following us too close to my, my babe's hostel, I told my babe to walk up, walk to the front, and we just and another kind of stuff. Now the guy came, the guy was making threats. I was afraid. Okay. Well, I was not a level. I was afraid. But I told myself, I will not act in fear. So I was afraid. But did not show. The fear was there, but I acted. In, I, I was talking in faith, standing strong in faith, okay, and I overcame it. So even though the fear was there, but I did not act out the fear. So practice also acting out the faith, not acting out your fear. If fear says don't, and faith says do, practice doing, not 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 hiding that, okay. Most people you see today doing big things, you know, face the same challenges, okay? Amen. So practice hanging out, you know, acting out in faith. All right? Okay, any question? Any other question? Any other question? Any other question? Any question elsewhere? Glory to Jesus. Any other question? YouTube. YouTube. Any question there? Yeah. Yeah. You know, this, 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 in, in preparing this sermon, I remember something that happened to me last, last week. Someone gave me an idea. Someone shared an idea, idea with me. And because I was, I was in a bad mood, I I killed the idea. I was, I was in a very I was in an off mood. I was tired. So I, I gave I, I, I didn't let the idea land. I, I was getting person bad ghost of 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 the of the ideas loopholes. I just gave pam pam pam. The ideas loopholes because I'm very I'm very analytical. I'm very also very analytical. I was like, pam pam. You no, know, quickly shut that idea. Now in thinking back now. If the person had actually taken, taken time 
to write it down, to think about it, and give it more flesh. I won't have had, I won't have had so much lockdown. Do you understand? So before you expose the idea, do some groundwork. By yourself, take out the issues already. Know the pros and the cons. When people show you the cons, you say, yes, I, I know that, right? But this is how I plan to work around it. But don't, don't, don't get to sharing raw ideas with people. They will shut it down realistically and, and you cannot blame them. Okay? Might be mood. Might even be facts. Okay? That you must have considered before you share the idea. So take out the idea. The pros, the cons. Be aware of it, okay? Then you can better defend your idea from criticism or negative feedback. Are we blessed? Did we learn? Did we learn? Are we good? Any more questions? Any feedback? Okay. Yeah. Just give us thanks for for insights. Thank you for teaching us. Because we are wiser. You know, we, we are wiser. We are discerning. We are led people. We hear God's voice. And we are wise, you know, what we hear. We practice, you know, um, we practice studying, spending time in prayer, you know, to build conviction in the idea, to give to give our idea form and shape before you know train train everybody else. Okay, we are wise, we are descending in the name of Jesus. We just, we just begin to pray right now as people have your ideas. Okay, you have the wisdom to get them done. You know who to share with, when to share, and where not to share. Okay, you are wise, you are descending. You know, you, you, you are led. You have a crazy of decision making. In pursuing your idea, you are a God, you're a God pleaser, not a man pleaser. You do things to please God. Okay, yes, you serve men, right? You serve, you serve, you serve humanity, right? But you are, not, you are not bound, you know, by the need to please men. You are a God pleaser. Okay, you are not bound by the need to please people. You are a God pleaser. You take action. You take action. Fear does not hold you back. You don't allow fear to hold you down. You take action. You take action in the name of Jesus. Just begin to pray one word and just speak over your ideas. Speak over your career, your ministry, your job. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Just write and speak over them in the name of Jesus. You have clarity. You have understanding. You are bold. You have guts. Because in this life, you need guts to win. You need God to survive. You need God to try. So you have guts. You are not really livered. You're not just there. You know, you're not just really livered somebody. No, no, no. You have guts. You have tenacity. You are resolute. In the name of Jesus, you are resolute. Yes, you know how to stand and stay the course. Okay, just need to pray. I'm resolute. I have tenacity. I am courageous. I am bold. I stand firm. In my my God-given convictions. I stand firm. My God given ideas. I know when to change course. I know when and how to buy votes. Okay? I'm led by the Spirit. I'm led and I am convinced. I have guts. I am tenacious. I am resolute. I am courageous. I don't give up and back down easily. Okay? I stand strong even when even, even when it should happen around me. I stand strong for what God has given me. I, I realize that everyone that God sends will go through We'll go, we'll go through similar challenges, okay? So I learned to stay. I learned to stay strong. In the name of Jesus, I learned to stay strong. I learned to stand strong and do the mission in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
Jesus' name we have prayed. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.